day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Onish Me podcast with me, your girl, Camille Onish Ismail. And today we have our special guest, Miss Amy Chang, all the way from North, North, North Carolina. One of my favorite, favorite places to go. All right. So, Miss Amy, how are you? And welcome. Say hello to the listeners out there. Oh, good morning. Top of the morning to you. I hope your weather's better than mine. I'm getting some cloudy rain down here. Well, here it's a little sunny outside. And I'll say we're in the early 40s. Oh, I'll say. Okay, brisk. We're we're getting there. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting there. We are getting there. Spring is around the corner and it's my favorite time of the year. This is my favorite month. My birthday month, so I'm excited <laughs> to see spring. So, yeah. Amy, can you introduce yourself to the audience? Tell them who you are so that they can know who is speaking. Sure. Um, well, my name is Amy Chang, and um, I think professionally I started as a nurse. The Entrepreneurs Prayer Breakfast Club is now open for registration. Are you an entrepreneur or starting a new business? Are you feeling stagnant or need help? Let us help you to find your truth and maximize your potential. We'll help you to grow your business and to excel to the next level. You can reach us at epbbreakfast at gmail.com. Let us help you today to excel. We look forward to hearing from you. Nurse, back in 1995, Mm-hmm. And um, then became a nurse practitioner in 2001 and a, and a mother. So, <laughs> so that happened at the same job, which sort of changed my nurse practitioner path. <laughs> Into a little bit. Yes. Yeah. That changed that a little bit. Um, and then by the time we moved back home, I was a mother again. And um, when I got my first job as a nurse practitioner, I was on my way to be a mother again. <laughs> and that set my path to just be at home. And I was okay. happy, happy being at home. I missed nursing. Um, okay. I missed it a lot. But um, I was so happy to be with my kids and, and having them grow. Awesome. So um, let's see, fast forward a few years, I became a CrossFit trainer. Absolutely love CrossFit, love it. Been doing that since about 2009. And then four years ago, my life changed. And um, I needed to go back into the workforce and earn some cash. And I looked at being a life coach. I've done some work with personal and professional development. And I really enjoyed that, but it just wasn't quite right. And I looked at going back to um, nurse practitioning. My field is acute care, critical care. So I'm in the ICU in the hospitals. Um, And uh, there are some restraints on that. You know, when you're in the hospital and your 14 year old calls you to ask, you know, like, what does a hot dog look like when it's finished cooking or something? You can't really stop a code and go take the call. (laughs) So that just didn't feel quite right for me anymore. Uh And I got a email from Duke integrative medicine about a health and wellness coaching program. And I was like, that's the ticket. 
Oh, awesome. So awesome. I went through that program and um, since then have been doing health coaching and really have found myself in that um, creating with people their own power and their own beauty and their own health. You know, it just, it's a, uh, it's a passion. Wow. That's amazing. So Amy, now that you have found your purpose and you're able to shed light upon um, health and wellness, my first question to you today is, why did you decide to go into health and wellness and not life coaching? Um, that is a great question. And because it's my passion, it's, it's absolutely passion. my passion. Um, when I was CrossFit coaching, yes. one thing that drew me to CrossFit mm -hmm. is I was already like teaching aerobics and stuff at the YMCA. Okay. okay. I was very happy with my exercise program and a girlfriend of mine who was on exercise and off exercise on exercise. She said, please, will you go and do this thing with me? It's a free mm -hmm. week. And like, really, I only did it because I love her so much because I was very happy doing what I was doing. And what I realized very soon thereafter was that even at the YMCA, I, I could curl 20 pounds instead of 15. So I was gaining strength. But when I transferred to CrossFit, that okay. strength transferred into my life. Like now, all of a sudden, it was easier to have a baby attached to me and pick up the stroller with one hand. So, okay. so... So that really hit my quality of life. And when you hit quality of life and you hit daily function, that is where the juice is. And so for me, it's always about community health. It's always about um, how you can live your fullest life. Uh -huh. So that's why I went into health coaching. And to be honest with you, Onish, I'm a short-termer. Man, I come in, I make a cameo appearance. And we get you right. We spread them eagle wings and baby girl, you're on your way. You just come <laughs> back to me occasionally like you see your grandma. <laughs> come back to me like you see your grandma. That is a good one, Amy. Thanks a lot. So my next question is, um, do you have products that you attach to your program or you just focus on the body? Yeah, so I typically just do um, the body. And when I say the body, let me go back and quantify that. So health coaching has a process. Uh -huh. um, one assessment tool that I use is from the Duke program that okay. I absolutely adore. Uh -huh. And it starts with you in the middle. Uh -huh. And then your next little layer is your mindfulness about you. Okay. So you have your mindfulness about you. And then there's all these other areas of your life. So your spirituality. Yes. Yes. Your environment, your personal professional development, um, your movement, sleep, rest, your nutrition. So all these things that people don't take the time to really look at the impact that the mess in that closet that you have to walk by every stinking day makes an impact on your health. Change it. Yes, it makes an impact on your health. And so I love that assessment tool. And then it ends the outer, the very most outer ring is um, things you would contract out. 
right. uh, acupuncture, massage, mm -hmm. preventative medicine, like your mammograms, your pap smears, your colonoscopies, you know, and any intervention, like um, any surgeries, you know, having a knee repair or having a um, bypass, cardiac bypass. So I love that way of looking at the body. So do I look at the body? Yes, I look at the body, but it encompasses all of those things that impact your health. Great. And I'm glad that you touched on that, which brings me to why we're here today. So you touched on mindfulness after you look at the person. Mm -hmm. And I believe that that's the soul. That's the core of why we're here. So do you believe that mindfulness plays a big role on self-care? Um, I think mindfulness is self-care. It's really that, that, um, that deepest connection to yourself, that love of yourself, loving yourself enough just to like notice it, right? I mean, if you, you clearly have heard my dogs barking the most challenging thing for a dog, if they have been bad or doing something that you don't want them to do is to ignore them. That's the biggest slight. That's the biggest hurt you can give your dog is to ignore them. And there are many, 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 many hours in a day that we ignore us. Yes. We go on and we pick up the kids and we fix the supper and we, you know, and we may, you and I actually, touched on this before you may even do some self-care mm -hmm. but if you're not mindful at the time that you're doing your self-care <laughs> it might be like just another check off the list yes 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 so as you say that uh amy do you think that we are doing self-care more now since we're in the pandemic or do you find that we're doing self-care less that we're in the pandemic Okay, I love that. And um, what I find is that it's a um, beginning muscle. Mm. The beginning muscle. I, I often refer to beginning muscles as baby deer legs. Mm -hmm. What I find is that when I speak to clients, they come to me overwhelmed mm. and um, shut down and tired. And the awareness of self-care as a need is uh, right there. They, they know they need it. Um, but the baby deer legs comes in with the, they don't know how to do it. Mm. And they don't know how to do it unapologetically. Right. So um, that's where I typically come in with, um, just some real conversation, some mindfulness for them. And honestly, Onish, it's the permission to be mindful. Come on, talk about it. You know? Talk about that. Yeah, it's, because it's giving yourself the permission to actually take a minute to check in with, with you, mm -hmm. with this, this, this baby girl over here. Just mm -hmm. check in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because, because checking in tells you that you are here. Mm. It's like when we come to the hospital, right? The first thing the nurse does in the triage is they check you in. Check you in. No matter what pain level you are in, they have to do that first. 
And then they start doing all the necessary things that they need to do before the doctor sees you. So you got to check in to you to know that I'm here. I'm alive. I'm still breathing. Still got myself together. <laughs> I may be in a little pain. I may be distracted, but I'm here. And that's the that's the core of mindfulness. That's the core of self-care. And, and I believe that we're missing that. Mm. That inner peace is missing. What would you say to someone that's missing that inner peace right now? Well, I think the first thing I'd say, and, and I agree with you totally. When you say we're missing it, it is a yes. we're. We, yes. we are missing it as a human society. Mm-hmm. And I would uh, first wrap my arms around them and say, baby, you're a human being. Mm. <laughs> of course you're missing it. Mm-hmm. Of course you are. It's okay. Would you like to change that? And if that answer is yes, then like, let's put some structure around it and let's talk about it. Let's talk about, let's do a little dreaming. What would your life be like if you were actually connected to your body? How might your day look if you just gave yourself permission? Mm. Check in just for 30 seconds. What about while you're brushing your teeth? What about when you're in the shower? What about when you're doing your chores? What would that look like? And then I'd go straight to the jugular because this Uh is where it hits home, particularly for women, not for men. Uh What kind of a mother would you be if you took four minutes out of your day Uh to check in and acknowledge you? Mm, Just four. Just four or whatever fits, a half a second. What, what role, role modeling would you be doing for your children? If you had them check in, what about for your husband? Check you in. know, what, what is it like for us as women to actually allow men to have a minute and check in honestly and authentically with themselves? Because our society also does not encourage that for our boy folk. No, they don't. They we they believe, and it's I believe it's sexist that mm-hmm. we you know we just segregate that women alone need self care, but mm-hmm. that's not true. Men need self care also. Yeah, and the 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 gender differences I see in my coaching is that women feel guilty to provide care for themselves because we value this idea of women, particularly mothers being selfless. You hear that all the time. Oh gosh, she's such a selfless mother. Well, that to me is like ding, ding, red flag. Yep. Because we have been taught to be the lamb to the slaughter. We are the octopus. We, we have been trained, wired. What my grandmother always says, may she rest in peace, that while men are playing soccer, women are inside washing dishes hmm. because that was our position. That was our place. So we got the opportunity to be inside while the men were outside. And that's not how it should have been. So we grew up with this mentality that we are always to be the octopus and the lamb. You don't have to be. 
stop being that way and give yourself permission to live. Go outside. And that's where fear comes in. We don't want to go outside to play. Yeah, we go get our hair done, our nails done, we get makeup, we get all these things to cover up, right? And then once we're covered up, we feel like it's self-care. Amy, please, can you tell me what self-care is? Self-care to me in its most basic and general form is being connected to you. So if you're getting your hair done yes. and you have put that on your calendar and you mm -hmm. can't wait for that day to come and mm -hmm. you sit in that chair and you relax and you're talking to the girls in the shop and mm -hmm. that is fulfilling to you mm -hmm. and you are connected to yourself and to mm -hmm. other people, that sounds like great self-care. Mm -hmm. If you have that hair appointment on your calendar and you are rushing there after dropping off a kid and it's just one more thing you've got to do because you've got to do 15 things before you, uh, after you get out of that chair and you're sitting in there making your Walmart list and, and you're thinking about, you know, <laughs> that is not self-care. If you all. say to yourself, I'm stressed out and I need a massage, so I'm going to book a massage. That's not. That may or may not be self-care for you. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it really, it is the mindset of giving yourself this and giving yourself that permission and nurturing you and not feeling guilty about it. So when you leave the hair salon, if instantly you feel guilty for dropping that $75 or whatever it is, or worse, taking the time, I, I used to, Amish, I'm telling you, I used to feel guilty for like taking a shower during the day. I used to feel guilty for like, you know, well, I, I mean, I could have gotten more done, but I, I mean, I stopped to eat. Are you flipping kidding me? And so now in my calendar, I have big blocks of time and one block of time comes at 1030. I take a full hour. I prepare my meal. I sit down and eat my meal and I clean up from my meal. It's one of the best times of my day. And I do that specifically and mindfully every day now that may not be your jam but for me uh nutrition is probably one of my weakest points of health mm -hmm. well if i do not care for myself by preparing for that nutrition which also includes going to the store yes ma'am i gotta take time out of my work my child care my whatever to go to the store yes ma'am. i'm not gonna feel guilty about going to the store so i can get some good food i'm not gonna feel guilty about preparing that food and i'm sure as heck not gonna feel guilty about cleaning up that meal and letting that complete my session and then I'm nurtured and ready to go back into whatever work mode, coaching session, motherhood, daughterhood. You know, I have a, a mom who is so super capable. My gosh, that woman could outwork a whole team of mules, but she's 78. And so I want to spend time with her as well. So, and I believe I believe what Jim Rohn said. He said, your health is your wealth. Mm. Your health is your wealth. It's the greatest asset that was given to us on earth with time. And the time is the process in which we take to make the wealth become visible. Oh, that's massive. Right? 
And I, I listen to it over and over. And what I gather from what he's saying is that when you take care of your mind, your body, your soul, your spirit, what begins to happen is the manifestation of who you are begins to come forth. The real you, the authentic you, it, yeah. it comes out. And that wealth leaves a legacy behind because then you won't die going to the graveyard with your purpose. <laughs> You know what I mean? And your stuff. There you go. <laughs> yeah. because, because the real you is out. Hello, we're out the bag. The cat is out the bag. Victoria's secret, the secret is out. Yeah. And the secret is taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Amy, it has been an awesome discussion. Oh, I love it. We could go for an hour. We, we really could. I could sit here on this Zoom call for many more many more minutes. So um, my next uh, question to you is, are you seeing in your work now that the clients that are coming into you, are they seeing the changes that they need in self-care based on your uh, coaching or they're not seeing that? Because sometimes as business owners, we have some people who speedily recover and then we have those who are in the middle and then we have those who just you know at the bottom so are you seeing changes how long does the changes take in your sessions do they take three months do they take well usually i set a program up for uh 12 weeks and okay. the reason i set that 12 week program up is because i feel like it takes about that long to make solid Mm. And you have it in a new mindset. Now, I will say this, um, and I'm sure that you're familiar with this being a life coach. Sometimes people come to me and they're like, okay, I got to lose 20 pounds. Mm -hmm. Okay, we start talking and we start talking about, well, what do you value in your life? Well, what do you want to be? What, what do you want your grandchild to stand up and say about you the day you die? Mm. Ooh. And when I'll you get there on that question, uh -huh, yeah, when you get there, then we're not talking about 20 pounds anymore. We're talking about what lights you up. What do you really want in your life? And a lot of times that does include like, I want the power that I feel when I've, you know, run this marathon and I can't run it 20 pounds up. Okay, great. So there's, there's many more times that when you, when you look at making shifts like that, you're looking at at least 12 weeks. Now I have had a couple of consults that and it depends on the readiness of the person that is what i will that is what i will say people who people who will drop the cash to to be with me 12 weeks are ready they are ready and that readiness propels them into their own success i'm just guiding and plucking away and asking the questions oh, that they i will be posting talk. that hashtag people who are ready will drop the cash yes hashtag they, they do. hashtag hashtag well, I'm gonna tell you what, too. i do not discount and the reason i do not discount is because when i discount me you discount you and i'm not having that mm. when people put that money down Mm -hmm. especially if it is sacrificial for them especially yes. when it is mm-hmm they hold that. That is their commitment to themselves. That is their first behavioral change. I have committed to doing something. I have put the stake in the ground and I'm making this happen. And I'm not taking that away from them. 
Exactly. Because you want to be able to keep the value of your business. Yeah, and, and for I, them. I, I like that. And the value yes. of your clients is it, because the clients is the engine, is the oil that keeps your car, the, the business going. And so the value is important. If you go to um, Porsche to buy a car, it's expensive because of the value of it. So yeah. if you can't afford to buy Porsche, then you can afford a Honda, go to Honda. Yeah. So and I've learned something from you And if you around in your beater car for the next 20 years while you save your money for that Porsche, do it. What I find is that I just am not committed to allowing people to be small. Mm. They're not small. They are big, big, beautiful, powerful people. And they forget that. And yes. my job is just to stop sign and like, hey, hang on. Red flag. So that's sort of how I feel about that. So the people who I consult and they aren't ready typically don't call me back. Like they'll say, oh gosh, you know, you meet them somewhere. I got, I've got to talk to you. Oh my gosh, you are wonderful. Oh my God, you're 48. You look great. Oh my gosh, you got three kids, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, yeah, just reach out. And when they don't reach out, it's okay. They're not ready. Because we're talking about making change in your life and making change is not comfortable, okay? It's not, it's, <laughs> it's not. not comfortable. It's either gonna cost you time or it's gonna cost you money or energy or all three. So if, if you know that person doesn't reach out to me, I don't take it personal. Exactly. And frankly, um, I have coached people before who just weren't quite ready. If I have to pull you to me, <laughs> you're not gonna. Please, you're coaching me right now. Oh, really? <laughs> Sorry, I slipped in. Slipped into the coach mode. Business 101. Hello. Oh, behave, says Les Brown. Oh, Amy, <laughs> thank you for the enlightenment you have. Opened up my spirit this morning. I'm in gratitude for your presence. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you sharing and dropping so much nuggets. Yes. Whenever you listen to the Unleash Me podcast, this is what happens. We unleash your spirit from whatever you're going through to free your mind and help you to maximize that potential. Mm. So, Amy, where can clients find you if they're searching for you, your website, your email? How can they find you? That's awesome. They can find me at Healthy Living Hickory slash coaching. They can okay. find me on the Dow Cloud, D-A-O-C-L-O-U-D.com. It's a whole database of wellness practitioners. Okay. Um, and they can find me on Facebook at Find Your Power with Healthy Living Coaching. Awesome. Awesome. So, gladiators, you have heard it from Miss Amy herself. Don't undervalue your mind, your body, your soul, and your spirit. Put a big value on that because your health is the greatest asset that you have. And in order for you to feel good, look good about yourself, you have to put these tools into practice daily. Daily. Daily, daily, daily. 
So go ahead and visit www.epbreakfastclub.com and pick up your self-care journal. And there you will get some tools as well. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Amy, is there anything else you want to say to the listeners out there today? before we um, I want to say to the listeners like this has been the most fun hour of my week <laughs> and so I hope they're tuning in and unleashing like as as often as possible this has been really inspiring and it's nice to talk to you on niche because mm -hmm. you're just growing leaps and bounds and I can't imagine anyone being in your area in your circle of people in your circle of listeners who's also not pulled to grow and grow and grow. Awesome. Thank you so much, Amy. And yes, listeners, send me a DM if you would like to hear Amy come back to the podcast to give us some more juicy tools on how to keep our health intact. Amy, it's my pleasure to serve you. And thank you for serving me, Truth, this morning because truly, I feel empowered. And that's what it's all about, empowering each other to win. I'm in gratitude. Listeners, thank you for listening. This session was brought to you by Cuban Designs all the way out of Kingston, Jamaica. So if you're looking for your graphics and all your designs, you can reach out on the podcast. You will find his information below. So thank you all my sponsors. I appreciate it. You have a wonderful, wonderful week and we will hear and see you again. Amy, thank you.